It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. Two top executives of Apple Daily are remanded in custody on national security charges, but journalists vow to keep producing the paper. The European Union tells its members Hong Kongers should be allowed to visit without restrictions. And Australia is to take its wine dispute with Beijing to the World Trade Organization. West Kowloon Court has denied bail for two Apple Daily executives who face charges under the national security law. Jimmy Choi has more. The chief executive of Next Digital, Apple Daily's parent company, Chan Kim Hong, the paper's editor-in-chief, Ryan Law, and three Apple Daily-related companies are charged with collusion. They're accused of conspiring with founder Jimmy Lai and others to undermine China's national security over a series of articles that police had called for international sanctions. In rejecting bail applications by the two men, Chief Magistrate Victor So said there was insufficient reason for the court to believe that they would not continue to endanger national security. The two will remain in custody until their next court appearance on August the 13th, as prosecutors said police needed time to examine more than 40 computers and 16 servers seized from the newsroom. Dozens of supporters queued to get seats in court ahead of the hearing, including many former and current employees of Apple Daily. A small crowd gathered outside the court to support the journalists, among them Apple Daily's deputy editor Chen Pui Man. She was one of three other executives arrested but released on police bail yesterday. She told reporters that Apple Daily would not shut down. I think every journalist in Hong Kong is worried, but we'll continue to publish our paper. We will still publish tomorrow. We'll do our best to maintain operations for now. Hong Kong people hoping for a summer getaway to Europe have been given a boost after the EU recommended that its member states begin lifting travel restrictions for the SAR as well as Macau and Taiwan. The EU ruling, which is not legally binding, says states should waive quarantine for vaccinated travelers as well as easing limits on non-essential travel. Australia says it will formally complain to the World Trade Organization over China's decision to impose up to 200% tariffs on Australian wine. In 2019, China bought nearly a billion US dollars worth of wine from Australia, but figures indicate that trade has vir- that trade has virtually collapsed since November when Beijing imposed its tariffs showing China's ability to severely damage a foreign industry. Dan Tihan is Australia's trade minister. We believe that we need to take every action available to us to try and resolve disputes where we think uh, that harm has been done to sectors or industries in our economy. And in this instance, we believe that the actions taken by the Chinese government have caused serious harm to the Australian wine industry. Beijing said it acted because Australia was subsidising its wine industry but many believe it was retaliation after Canberra called for an independent investigation into the origins of the coronavirus. The financial secretary has warned the public against trying to cash out the $5,000 spending vouchers that the government plans to hand out in August. Wendy Wong has more. The money will be distributed digitally, with members of the public able to get paid through their Octopus cards or through Alipay Hong Kong, Tap and Go or WeChat Pay Hong Kong digital wallets. The vouchers must be spent locally as part of a drive to cushion the impact of the pandemic. They can also be used for public transport, but not for government or public utility payments, study fees, financial products or donations. 
Speaking on an RTHK program, Mr Chan said the operators of the electronic wallets will follow up if they notice any unusual transactions. He added that police may be called in if shops are found to be conspiring with people to cash out their vouchers rather than use them for retail transactions. One of Hong Kong's brightest medal hopes for the Tokyo Olympics, track cyclist Sarah Lee, says the pandemic has not undermined her preparations despite limited opportunities to join international competitions. The 2012 sprint bronze medalist will be at her third Games and is hoping to improve on her injury hit performance in Rio five years ago. She says she's aiming high in both the sprint and her other event, the Karen. My goals are uh, getting medals in two events, so I prepare my best to achieve my goals. I think the challenge is not about COVID-19, it's about the Games. So everyone try their best to achieve their goals. I just want to prepare, perform my best to face FE riders. RTHK, the time is now 5 minutes past 11. The head of the government's advisory committee on COVID-19 vaccination has defended the safety record of the jabs, saying just three of the three million shots given so far have led to severe adverse effects. Professor Ivan Hong says the committee examined around 300 reported adverse events following inoculation. They say about a third might be linked to the shot. Probably Hong Kong is the only place that actually is so closely following up all these cases and receiving all these reports. So um, in general, I think um, uh, we are doing a, a, a pretty good job on that. And also that we are following up all these cases uh, and that the numbers is, is I think, quite compatible uh, with the rest of the world in terms of the adverse events. Incidents. And very important is that majority of these adverse events are relatively mild and the recovery rate is, is very high, especially in terms of so-called like Bell's policy uh, or other uh, incidents. The Center for Health Protection reported one imported coronavirus case today involving a 19-year-old woman who arrived from Britain. Iran's president-elect, the hardline cleric Ibrahim Raisi, has expressed gratitude to the Iranian people for his election victory, thanking them for his trust. After meeting the outgoing president, Hassan Rouhani, he said his government would do its best to serve Iran's citizens. Analysts say the election process was engineered to ensure that Mr. Raisi won. Official figures put the turnout at less than 49%. Speaking at an event in Turkey, Iran's foreign minister, Mohammad Javad Zarif, urged people to accept the result. Many of us were surprised, many of us were disappointed. But at the end of the day, today, uh, Mr. Raisi is the president of all Iranians. We have to respect the electoral procedures. Almost 20 million people voted for him. So... In most cases, that would mean that he represents uh, the country. A new study suggests that listening to Mozart can reduce epileptic activity in the brain. Researchers in the Czech Republic says the change appear to be more to do with the rhythm and tone of the music than its emotional impact. They studied the electrical brain waves of 18 people with severe epilepsy. The professor who led the research, Ivan Rekta, said they'd selected participants who were not classical music fans. Our patients, uh, epilepsy surgery candidates, uh, when we asked them, they didn't prefer classical music. Uh, so we, we wanted not to have a strong emotional 
uh, impact uh, on our patients. Mm. Uh, we want to study the acoustic characteristics, not the emotions. To sports now, and we start with football's European Championships, where Hungary and France drew one all. There's another big game in Group F kicking off in about an hour, when defending champions Portugal take on Germany in Munich. Later, Spain hosts Poland. In the Olympic Games, Japan is cancelling plans to open six live viewing areas in Tokyo, where spectators could have watched the Olympics because of the coronavirus. The BBC's Michael Bristol reports. This is the latest measure introduced to limit the spread of infections during the Olympics, which begin in five weeks' time. Six venues, three of them in parks, will now be used as vaccination centres instead of areas to gather and watch the games on giant screens. There'll be an inevitable loss of excitement in the Japanese capital. Tokyo's governor, Yuriko Koike, said organisers would make greater use of the internet to create a party atmosphere. A decision on whether to allow fans into stadiums during the games is expected to be made on Monday. The American shot putter Ryan Kroeser has broken the world record for the sport. His throw of 23.37 metres smashed the previous record by 25 centimetres. The BBC's Warren Bull has that story. Ryan Krauser started this year by breaking the indoor shot put world record and immediately made clear his next target was to go even longer and clear the outdoor record, which had stood for 31 years. In the final of the US Olympic qualifying event in Oregon, the reigning Olympic champion held his fourth throw further than anyone in history and raised his arms as he received a standing ovation from the crowd at Hayward Field. Krauser, who stands at more than two metres tall and weighs 145 kilos, is said to need 6,000 calories a day to maintain the strength he needs for the shot put. And that's the news from RTHK. Silence, right? 
Featuring Emily Warren with Phone Down. Why don't you ever put that phone down? Is it because it's tuned to our K Radio 3? Oh, I sure don't hit the game, but I'm about to make a 